Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get ten dollars off your first order. Pleased to meet you. We're all glad you came. Won't you try and remember our name? Hello and welcome to Locked on Sharks on this Wednesday. It's Wednesday, yeah. Should be Wednesday for most of you guys, or Thursday, or whenever you listen to this, but it comes, it's coming out on Wednesday. Uh, my name is J.D. Young, and I am joined today, just with one, the uh, Kevin Kurtz to my Eric Carlson. Eric Fell, how are you doing? I didn't, I didn't realize there was, like, animosity between us now it's kyle kyle's like kyle's is all about dunking on the two of us by being like i'm the coolest of the, of the three and you were just like yeah that's you just, hate me i'm sorry you hate me no i mean it's fine i don't i don't feel that way so i i um <laughs> you I, just want to come I here hope, do I your job you think, yeah i hope you don't think that i hate you make uh, 11 and a half million irrationally like yeah <laughs> yeah oh man i yeah 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 but no, uh, you are definitely. We do not have a Kurtz uh, Carlson or even a Kurtz Vlasic because then we wouldn't be talking to each other. Basically, we are, you know, you know, we have the Vlasic uh, Carlson pairing where just beautiful things happen, and you drag my old Vlasic ass to make me look a lot better than I actually am. So, <laughs> but you are we the have oldest. you are yeah, the oldest. I am the oldest and <laughs> massively overpaid. <laughs> Just kidding. Come on, Bill Park. Hook us up with some more. But uh, so we actually have things to talk about. There, there's news in the NHL world. So uh, we're recording this Tuesday night. Uh, Gary Bettman has laid out the the gospel of the rest of the 2020 season. Um, so the 2020 regular season is done. Um, the Sharks season is over, thank God. Uh, we don't have to go through this anymore. And they've laid out there's going to be the 2014 playoffs. We touched that on, we talked about that on Monday's episode. So if you haven't listened to that, you can kind of hear our thoughts on that. Um, they still are trying to nail down some things on like um, if they're going to reseed after the first round or going to be best of five or best of seven in the first or second rounds. Um, it seems like that they're going to be hub cities of, um, I think Vegas is kind of almost a lock at this point from what I've uh, read and gathered. And then they have a bunch of different other hub cities that they're trying to uh, pick. And then basically the Western Conference will be in one hub city and then the Eastern Conference will be in another hub. And yeah, so I mean, any thoughts on that, Eric? Other than don't play hockey anymore, because yes, we all agree don't play hockey anymore. But <laughs> no, nope, that's my only. I still don't think this is gonna happen. So it's pipe dream. They can talk all they want, but this isn't happening. So I don't really care what they say. Yeah, um, and then something more uh, important to us: the kind of the draft has been kind of laid out now. So the uh, they're gonna have your top or your bottom seven teams, uh, which the Sharks pick is one of those but it's not actually the sharks pick um they're going to be and then they're going to basically have team a through was it h or whatever that represents the eight teams that get eliminated in the first round and they're going to be doing some fancy you know uh lottery ball picks to try to figure that out and then we'll kind of get a, an order here soonish i think from what we 
But the draft is going to be taking place after the season, which is good for us. Uh, we'll kind of get to that in a little bit. But Eric, thoughts on the draft? Uh, I mean, it doesn't really matter for the Sharks because <laughs> they can't do any better in the lottery. But like you said, the biggest repercussion of uh, them moving the draft from it was going to be in like next week, basically, to the end of the season is that now the Sharks can use draft picks to trade for NHL players, which they weren't going to be able to do or the draft to be held before the season was over. So that's really important for the Sharks because Doug Wilson is going to fling some picks around and bring some bodies back that can help immediately versus make seven prospect picks. So um, that's probably the most important part for the Sharks in terms of going from third worst team in the league this year to a playoff team next year, which I'm still not totally sure how it's going to happen. But uh that's that's big step one is finding an NHLer, and the only way to do that is with your high value picks. So, great news, great news, great news. Yes, uh, that doesn't mean we're not gonna we're gonna continue to look at prospects in the kind of Sharks range, especially since they have a lot of they have two picks, probably, most likely within ten spots of each other, give or take. So we're we're gonna still keep doing our Eric's Friday Fun Boys of Fun Time, Good Time, uh, hashtag trademark, hashtag yeah, blessed. Um, but yeah, we think the, the ultimate plan of to get the Sharks back to the playoffs, they're going to have to give up one of those high quality assets to, to get something in return. But, uh, yeah, so, and then I think the kind of the big news was, uh, Doug Wilson then had a a press conference today where he kind of covered a bunch of different stuff. And I think that's what we wanted to dive into the most, just because, uh, where the Sharks are the the only team in the weird spot where we don't have a high quality uh, draft pick to look towards, and we're not in the playoffs, so we're just kind of uh, insert John Travolta meme of just standing there like looking back and forth. That's us right now. So, um, Eric, where do you want to start with uh, with with Mr. Wilson's press conference? What what, what stood out to you the most? What stood out to me the most? was I don't I don't know just just the um I Wilson was very thoughtful just generally speaking he was kind of like you know what the guys were right to say that there wasn't a lot of cohesion that makes sense and this is spin partly because that's his job but yeah he was like I think that's a good thing I think it's a good thing that that sort of shit fell apart because guys who are excellent players who are good players when they get frustrated, it's easy for shit to fall apart when everyone's kind of trying to do too much and caring too much. And it's a sign that, that they weren't, they weren't giving up. They were just, everyone was trying to put in that extra effort. And it's just, sometimes that makes things a little worse, I guess, when, when things aren't going smoothly to begin with. So that's like definitely some hockey man talk for like, yeah, we were shit. I don't quite know what to do about it, but I need to say something nice, but it also, I think to a degree makes sense when you get everyone trying to do too much, you just end up with a mishmash of, of, people butting heads so um i i buy that and i generally like his approach to the presser and he reiterated how they need to get back to the playoffs uh and a full-on rebuild is not something that he wants to do or is going to do uh he he said he had a lot of faith in eric carlson being healthy and in hurdles recovery going well um and as you mentioned last episode jd the fact that the sharks now have a couple extra months for hurdle to uh to get in game shape 
bodes well for the next season, whenever the hell that's supposed to happen. Um, so generally, I think I think it was pretty positive, if not realistic. It wasn't it wasn't blowing smoke up everyone's ass. It was spitting a little bit, but it was kind of like, yeah, we fucked up. We got a lot of work to do. Here's how I'm going to approach it without giving too much of the special sauce away. Um, and that's I don't know. That's kind of it. I don't. There's not a whole lot else he could have said basically. But um, that was my that was my major takeaway. Was there anything in particular that that you yeah stood out to you? I wanted to kind of go back to the Martin Jones thing. So that was that was really kind of interesting, especially with Martin Jones, who we have definitely you know poked fun at. Uh, our you know fair share on this podcast but when you know in um elliot friedman's article in march where he was like yeah we want you know we started just we started to spiral we went our own ways instead of coming forward uh, and then it's something that we need to address moving forward to you wonder what that that meant what it, you know i mean there was a big transition from pavelski to Kator, but i mean i don't know that that locker room is a lot of the same guys i don't know why Pavelski leaving would be like such an issue. I mean, I know he was beloved, but is by his own team. But it's not like Couture is like some new guy who hasn't been there for his entire career, you know. And it's not like Burns and Thornton and Hurdle and like all those other guys have been there for their, you know, this long time. So you wonder if that might have been maybe it was directed more at uh, at DeBoer, you know, hit his style and maybe just I mean he. You know, he was, you could tell the way they started the season, you know, another slow start where, you know, maybe just his message was, they were just tired of hearing from him and his message wasn't getting through. And um, so, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting where he, Wilson, you know, he kind of acknowledged like, yeah, you know, like we, we just did our own thing. So, um, speaking of DeBoer. That was the one thing I forgot about that, that that I did not like. That he kind of said that Bugner has an inside track to be the head coach next year. Um, yeah, and he said, "Yeah, we're going through the process of 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 looking at other coaches and doing interviews and that sort of thing." But but I think Bob did a good job at the end of the year, and I think he has the inside track. And I kind of think that means that he's going to be the coach next year. And I, on the one hand, the team did improve uh, afterward. I would say. It's hard to know if that was uh, like a, a dead lack cat of bounce or, or yeah. right. I I do I do believe that some things changed for the better. Their underlying numbers at five on five improved. Their offense in particular got better. Uh, and Bugner had stressed from day one that rather than creating from the point, they wanted to create offense from down low, and that seemed to stick. And so yeah, like that that's good. And moving forward, I think that is important. Um, for the team to be doing, just generally speaking, because like that's how you score goals. So, <laughs> so score goals up close. <laughs> yeah, right. Not from not from Burns bombing away. Um, and someone else I was talking. Oh, Corey Corey Snyder, who tracks, who does all of the manual tracking and has his own Patreon, and and people kind of refer to him regularly about tracking data and that sort of thing. He and I were chatting on Twitter the other day, and he sort of said that that he saw a lot of improvements with with a power play as well, and the way it was set up. And I can't find those exact details right now. I'll have, to, I'll have to try to retweet them at some point. But um, someone who spends a lot more time watching video than I do was uh, excited about it. Basically, um, thought that 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 improved also, which kind of went contrary to what I felt because their 
their rate stats are like shots per 60 and expected goals per 60 and that sort of shit. Uh, took a dive after after losing um, Steve's spot, but it sounds like there are also some positives there. So it's hard for me to get excited about Bugner because there are other guys like Ricard Gromberg who coached Sweden and, and Boudreaux and some other, and even Gallant, and I think we'll do another episode with, of just coaches, so I don't want to get into it too much. Um, so it's hard to get excited when there are other exciting options out there, but I also I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world if Bob came back for another year or two. Yeah. Um, really kind of to finish that up. Yeah, I thought, I mean, I, I think you could tell the team played a lot better. Um, I mean, I know they were in such a hole kind of when he got into there and then topped that off with losing Carlson, Couture, and then Hurdle basically within weeks of each other. Um, that kind of puts you in a really bad spot there too. But I th- you could tell though the team, like, they started games better. I mean, that's kind of anecdotal, but they started games better. They seemed to be playing harder. And even when they were losing those guys and they had, um, you know, they had your Trues and your uh, Gregors and stuff like that, like those guys were playing hard. And, you know, I think sometimes that's that's a good sign when you're, you're you know, you know you're not going to win every night, but your team is still trying hard to, to win. And, um, you know, I mean, there's stuff that we disagree with, you know, his uh, – how you know the minutes he's giving Brent Burns and stuff like that, uh, which we've discussed numerous times on this podcast. On, uh, but you know, I think, like you said, there's there's definitely worse things. There's worse coaches out there that, but yeah, he's definitely not our our top choice. But yeah, next week we are planning on kind of going through our our dream list of coaches. But um, Eric, you know when you're you know you've been trying to get stay healthy in the quarantine. You know, working out and stuff like that. Before you work out, isn't it nice? You want a, a nice little snack? Get ready. Yeah, if you want to make gains, you have to eat a, a gram of protein per pound of body weight. So I'm not trying to make gains necessarily, but uh, protein intake's got to be up there if you want to make some changes. So if you want to eat some, you know, if you want to get those protein intakes, you want you don't want to just eat something that's like nasty and doesn't taste good, and, and then you're like not looking forward to it. So that's why you need to have a Built Bar. Uh, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Uh, they come in 16 amazing flavors, uh, eight chocolate and nut flavors, or if you don't like nuts, eight chocolate and nut-free flavors. Every bar is covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. Uh, so they have uh, awesome flavors like peanut butter brownie and mint brownie. And right now, Locked On and Built Bar have teamed up with a really cool promo. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On. And you'll get ten dollars off your first order. Again, use promo code Locked On for ten dollars off at BuiltBar.com. All right. So, kind of speaking about Eric Carlson. Um, so yeah, uh, Wilson did say he was really excited about uh, Carlson. Um, so he should be fully healed. You know, with a broken thumb, it's not like, you know, with his growing where you that's going to really set back your conditioning, and it's not you know like you literally just can't do anything while you have a, a torn groin um so his you know broken thumb and like that should be 100 percent healed you know now we're going to have the season potentially doesn't start till december or even talks of maybe january um so carlson should be like 100 percent good to go when the season starts and i'm i know when we get close to the the beginning of the season i'm sure we're going to do like a you know, bold predictions or something like that. But I think Carlson's going to be back to his Norris caliber form next season. I 
don't know about that, but I think that he was not nearly as bad as some people have made him out to be this past season. Uh, he took a big uh, took a big dip kind of the year before he came to San Jose, and I I wonder if that's just an age related kind of general dip, and and his ceiling is no longer what it used to be. But based on what he was able to do this past season, he should still remain uh, an impactful first pairing defenseman for at least a few more years. So I don't know if any more Norai are in the picture for him, especially because that's all just. I just I don't think he's gonna. Stats, but he'll be. I don't think he's gonna win it, but I think he's gonna be in that like like man, Eric Carlson. You know, this really you know really turned it around this year, and I think too with his like. He scored what he scored nine goals basically in the two seasons he's been here. I think he is due for a kind of a bounce back with that. So, but yeah, I uh, maybe. Well, I don't know much. Points points just depends so much on your surroundings, especially as a defenseman. So, like if the team yeah. sucks again, he's just not going to score many points. He already You're was top <laughs> thirteen in points per game among all active defensemen this past season. So I don't know how much more you're going to improve unless the team greatly improves. Um, Is that, how about inactive defensemen? Inactive defensemen? Yeah. <laughs> uh, then he's the same because they didn't play. They scored zero points per game. If you've been listening to this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Sharks is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Sharks fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Sharks fans in a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Um, the other final thing I wanted to talk about was the Jonathan Darlene stuff because uh, Doug Wilson Jr. earlier this spring, last winter, whenever, I don't know, time is a flat circle, um, talked about how had the season not been postponed due to the pandemic that Darlene and John Leonard would have played some NHL games at the end of the season. And um, part of that was just due to the fact that they had zero, like zero players left and there's 10 games left. And so why not get some of those younger ish guys going? And also he was still on his entry level contract. Um, So that's not necessarily like a vote of confidence, but turns out that, uh, Doug Wilson today said that he will most likely be returning to Sweden to the Allsvenskan next year. He turned down a deal to join an SHL team, the higher tier team there, because he wanted to play at his hometown uh, squad. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they'll see how the season goes and maybe bring him over to North America after the conclusion of this coming season, whenever that happens. So I think we're kind of getting to like bus territory here where. He's now on his third team, and I, and I was sort of wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt at first, where I think, you know, Ottawa is not really known for being a well-run organization, period. And then Vancouver has rumored to have some issues with its Utica team, the AHL team there, in terms of development and not liking European players and such. But the fact that 
the fact that they weren't like, yeah, he'll be in the NHL next season or at least in North America next season tells me that um, maybe they just don't think he's good enough to be part of their organization. Um, so our good friend Shang Peng at uh, Blank, um, he kind of tweeted about this too, where it seemed more like this is uh, Darlene's decision where he... Um, so he said... He, uh, he thinks he should have moved up, uh, but there's the psychological component in play here too. And he thinks that uh, Darlene is happy in uh, Timra, and he wants to kind of he's kind of hoping that maybe the uh, another year there to kind of help get his mind right, and then he can kind of make the jump in the following season. But no, I get it. Where it's we, I mean, we've kind of penciled him in as you know potentially, you know, taking a, a you know, a roster spot and, you know, actually contributing to the Sharks. And it just, it kind of, it's frustrating, but at the same time, if the guy, if he's, I mean, he knows his, his mental state better than we do. I mean, we don't know the guy um, where, you know, if he feels like another a year there might, might get him ready, but we'll see. Yeah. And I, and I, I'm not gonna like, just kind of wave that part of it away. And I agree, but also at a certain point, even though the guy's been traded a few times and, and needed to kind of get his mind right, like every player, every prospect has, um, I don't want to say emotional issues, but, you know, mental things to overcome and yeah. work through and that sort of thing. And, and that's all part of development, generally speaking. And sometimes it's no one's fault. It just happens. And so this may be the case where, like, the dude is 22, turning 23, and you usually... When a guy doesn't make it to the NHL by about then, he's really not likely to become an impact player. So, like, sure, maybe yeah. he makes it at the end of the season, but he'll be another, like, Marcus Sorensen kind of thing um, previous to this season where he ends up being a depth player, which is fine if yeah. he's cheap and he is skilled and provides a little bit of scoring on the third line. But I think that uh, we need to stop considering that he might reach his, his draft year and draft plus one and two season potential despite how much skill he has and just sort of acknowledge that um, no matter why things have gone the way they've gone, it looks more and more like a depth player at the NHL level, if anything, moving forward. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah. That's, it's like you said, I mean, we were kind of hoping for big things for this kid and it may not, they, those may not be there. So um but yeah, that's going to about do it for us today. Uh, we will be back on Friday for another one of Eric's super fun boys. This week it is... Emil Andrea, or Emil Andrea. It looks like Emil Andre, but I was listening to uh, Swedish announcers, and I think it's like Emil Andrea. Another small boy from Sweden. Who would have guessed? Yeah, my jam right there. No, uh, spoiler, he, yeah, he's, he's a pretty fun player to watch. So, um, so yeah, we will, we'll have our super fun boy Friday with Eric Good Times coming on Friday. Hopefully Kyle will be able to join us and get his internet fixed. Kyle, get your shit fixed. Um, but until then, that's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you to the Honey Wilders, who been, we've been really bad at shouting out for uh, providing our intro and outro songs. Um, if concerts were still a thing, you could check them out in the Bay Area. Uh, if you want to listen to them, find them on Spotify or Facebook. Uh, they have pretty awesome music. And 
You can also reach out uh, to us on Locked on Sharks. Uh, you can find us on Twitter there, where we are good online boys, and we'll usually answer your questions. And take if you have a request for us, I think we're doing a uh, episode next week based on a request. Um, you can also email us, but don't do that because Kyle's got the email and his internet doesn't work right now. So who knows how many emails we have in there. Um, if you want to reach out to Eric, you can find him on Twitter at foulball 15 where he'll be more than happy to talk Swedish prospects with you. Uh, <laughs> JD is available at my fry hole. If you have any interest in uh, dinosaur facts, chicken nuggets shaped like dinosaurs or um, graphically drawn dinosaurs with vector art. Yes. Um, so yeah, that'll be it. Uh, leave us a review, guys. We haven't had a new review since like February. Please. Yeah, you're all inside. Please. You're all stuck at home. Do it. Please. But only We're if begging. it's five stars. If you don't five like stars. it, don't leave a review. Five stars. Somebody leave us a review. I get really sad because I'm like, maybe this will be the day. And no, there's no review. So leave us a review. Uh, tell us how much you love what we're doing. And we'll see you guys on Friday.